Hello, and welcome to Joyful Heart, a podcast for Christian women who are trying to balance a relationship with God, as well as school, work, and other things life likes to throw our way. In these episodes, religious topics such as growing closer to God, maturing in our faith, as well as general ones like college difficulties and navigating new experiences in life will be covered. And with that, let's get into this week's episode. everyone and welcome back to another episode of Joyful Heart. I hope that you all had a wonderful weekend and Valentine's Day. I honestly feel like February is kind of flying by which is a stark contrast from January which I personally felt like it just dragged on for way too long. Today on the podcast we are going to be talking about beauty standards and the vast amount of insecurities that have evolved from these. The thought of this topic came to me when I was praying and I will be honest I was a little bit sleep deprived when these thoughts of beauty standards came to mind but I just feel like praying and talking to God about it because the whole idea of it is so wild. Why are there standards of beauty when they seem so superficial and not really inner beauty you know it's all based on outer beauty it's like if you tick these boxes you are beautiful and if you don't then you're unattractive you know it's like who gets to decide who is attractive and who is unattractive and feelings of insecurity don't belong to one gender one race one age or one group we as humans at one point or another or maybe our whole life will feel insecure about one thing or another the reason i wanted to talk about it is because Your insecurities are lying to you. The enemy is feeding you these lies. He's whispering these lies that your beauty needs to be validated by this world and that you are less than if it is not. So let's talk about what beauty standards are and what they mean. So to sum it up, beauty standards are standards or measures of what it means to be beautiful, attractive, and ideal for society. Beauty standards, like our world, are ever-changing. However, certain measures have stuck around a lot longer than others. Now, for this episode, I'm going to be bringing up race and ethnicity because it's a key part in the beauty standards. And I know many people grow frustrated because they're like, why is race brought into everything? But in my opinion, it's so ingrained in everything. It's ingrained in our society. It's ingrained in the media that it's important to bring it up. Because I do not think that we will ever live in a colorblind society. It's impossible to ignore one's race. And I personally don't want my ethnicity to be overlooked and ignored. For the most part in America, we tend to favor Eurocentric beauty features. These are features that are found by those of European descent, such as smaller noses, lighter skin, higher cheekbones, and such. Now, if you're listening to this and thinking, none of those fit me, trust me, you are definitely not alone in that. The problem is our society is trying to set us up to be overly dependent on worldly and social media validation for our beauty. The lack of representation in the media can cause many people to seek out what they see, which is usually a Eurocentric beauty standard. These beauty standards can impact and cause a vast amount of further issues, such as racism, colorism, which side note, I could do a 
whole podcast episode on because it is just such a prevalent issue in our society and every culture and every ethnicity and every group and every age but also other things is insecurity lack of confidence low body image and just so much more and another thing about beauty standards is they are just so exclusive they are not inclusive even of people who are of european descent they do not fit into it which i think the whole idea of it is so wild because there are very few people who perfectly fit into it maybe even naturally and the thing about beauty is it's very objective and subjective you know it depends on the person so the whole idea that our beauty depends on what society says it's just so unrealistic and just kind of insane when you really just stop and think about it so as I was kind of talking about earlier you know I was praying to God and talking about things I was kind of insecure about and and the thought occurred to me and I was like why am I trying so hard to be something that is impossible to be I am a black girl with naturally curly hair. I can never be or look like the beauty standards of this world. It's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. It's literally impossible. And then God placed another thought on my heart that really made me stop and think, which is kind of, you know, the whole basis of this episode. And that thought was, Why are you trying so hard to fit into the standards of a world you do not belong to? Why are you trying so hard to fit into the standards of a world that I said would hate you and persecute you because of me? I was literally mind blown. And it really, really, truly got me thinking in this moment because I was like, that is so true. We are called to be not of this world. So why am I trying to fit into the standards of this world? You know, when I had read, when I was reading in the morning, you know, about how Jesus said, you know, they will hate you because of me. And yet we try so hard to fit into this world when we can't, you know, it's you're either on one side or the other. You can't be on the fence. You're either completely for God or you're a friend of the world and you're completely against God. Unfortunately, there is no middle side you've got to be on one or the other so why do we try so hard to fit into the world that we know will reject us and hate us and try to persecute us no i was really thinking why does it matter if i'm validated by a world that is just a temporary home that is just a temporary place that is not our eternal true home so now i want to get into some verses so we'll start off in romans 12 2 And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. John 18, 36. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Philippians 3, 20 through 21. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, 
who will transform the body of our lowly condition into conformity with his glorious body by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. Bottom line, we do not belong to this earth or this world. We belong to God and to heaven. Thus, we should really strive to reject this earth's standards of beauty and what it says is beautiful and not. As we know, and we've seen in many, many verses, and even just seen when you open up the news or on social media, this world loves evil and hates and rejects what is good. So in my opinion, I don't think they have very good indicators of what is beautiful versus what is not beautiful. If they can love evil and reject what is good and what is true, they have everything backwards. They need help themselves, just like we all need Jesus. So I think this really helps to put into perspective the kind of world we're trying to fit into, but it's a broken world. It's a world that is not complete. It is a world that, when you really think about it, people who are without Jesus are struggling and finding any way and trying to find any way to fill that hole within their heart. You know, that's why there are so many broken people. That's why our world is so broken. Now think about it. If you are feeling insecure and you're struggling with your confidence, as we all do, Are you going to be more or less likely to pray, share the gospel, and to be in scripture? Now, I'm not going to generalize, but for myself personally, it would be less likely. The enemy will whisper these lies to throw us off and act as a barrier to us fully accessing our purpose found in Christ. I feel this is another one of his tactics to pull us away from the Lord because we are so overwhelmed with these thoughts of not feeling good enough. So it's like, well, why share the gospel? Like, I'm not good enough. I will mess up. I'm not perfect either. You know, these thoughts can just be so overwhelming and just so much to bear on our own and so much to carry through every day. You know, it makes us not want to go out. It makes us not want to try even talking to new people you know it's it's really a lot to deal with and a couple of months ago I would say um probably in December of last year I read this really good devotion the title of it is called insecurity God's enemy three poems on insecurity from a biblical perspective And it can be found on the Bible app under the devotions. And I will have the link to this devotion in the bio this episode. I really liked it. And I recommend that you all check it out after this episode because I thought it was really nice and it was very quick. It's relatively short, as I just said, but one of the poems, like its lines really resonated with me and it resonated with me for a very long time. Essentially, it posed and asked this question, who told you you were ugly? And when I read that, it made me stop and think like, who actually told me I was ugly and why do I believe them? Why do I believe that? Now, unfortunately, with that, there are many people who can think of one person or even many people who told them that they were ugly But who gives them the power and the ability to decide your looks and your worth? God made us to be exactly as we are. 
God didn't create these, you know, kind of vain levels of what beauty is. God loves you as you and sees the beauty that you even can't see sometimes. I wanted to share some verses that kind of talk about beauty and appearance. So starting off with Genesis 1:27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For God does not see as man sees, since man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Psalms 139, 13-14 For you have created my innermost parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, because I am awesomely and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. Proverbs 31.30 Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. And I think it's really important to know that, you know, God, he doesn't just see your outward as man does. He sees the innermost parts of you. And I think that's something important to keep in mind because even the people who do fit the standards of beauty, just because they are outwardly beautiful, doesn't always mean they are inwardly beautiful. And by inwardly beautiful, I mean just being a kind person, being respectful, being nice to the people they meet, you know, not being mean and snooty and rude and just like a vile person you know because I think that's also equally important that society doesn't often mention in beauty is the inward beauty do you trust in the Lord are you kind to those you meet do you love your neighbors you know do you love your neighbors just as Jesus loved them are you forgiving are you loving are you working to be kind of as Christ was You know, are you imitating Jesus in your life? Those are the things that are really true beauty. Because as I said, beauty standards change. You know, the beauty standards we are looking at and living through are going to change in the next 10 to 20 years. It's actually funny because for one of my classes, I had to do a uh, kind of presentation. Like we didn't have to present it, but just come up with a presentation. And I did mine on beauty standards and how it affects and is impacted by ethnicity and you know looking at the beauty standards in the you know 60s it was one way and then in the 70s it was another way and like every 10 years it changes so I think we've really got to just let go of these because I think it's a good thing in our generation we're starting to realize that beauty is not one shape one size not one face not one ethnicity it is so much more than that and I think we're doing a really good job of being more inclusive and realizing that there is beauty that can be found in all of us not just one of us so I think you know as I said we just gotta reject these ideals reject it because it's not true you are beautiful you don't need to look one way to be beautiful you can be beautiful just as you are and you are And it's tough. It's not easy. You know, I think some things that can really help is maybe just staying off social media or and not in like a petty way, but just unfollowing accounts that don't make you feel good because maybe you just need to kind of put it out of sight, out of mind while you 
work on your confidence and allow the Lord to help you with that. Because I think that's one thing that's really important is that we cannot save ourselves from our own issues on our own. We cannot be our own saviors. We cannot be our own gods. We need God. We need him to help us. Only he can break these barriers. If Jesus can break the barriers of death and the shackles of sin that was just keeping us as slaves, he can break it all. So you've really got to give it all to God and let him do his work because he's able to. There's nothing that's impossible for him. But, you know, going back to the verses earlier, we are created in the image of the Lord. He didn't create us, you know, to put ourselves above one another. We are all seen equally before the eyes of the Lord. He loves us all equally and he took the time to create each and every one of us. He took the time to create each and every one of our skin shades, our eye shapes, our nose shapes, our head shapes, our cheekbone structure, our facial structure. We are his artwork. You know, we are his beloved creation. Now, imagine if you took your time to create a painting or a piece of art and you felt so proud of it. You took the time to watch over your art and provide from it. And then one day, one person comes up and is like, oh, that's so ugly and so worthless. You'd probably be feeling really sad and maybe a bit angry. Now, I don't know or and I'm not claiming to know how God feels in these instances, but it's basically the same thing we're doing to him. We are disrespecting his art by saying that we or others are ugly. Something that is important is to find our sense of self, confidence, and validation in the Lord and in the Lord alone. Not in this world, not in people, not in social media, in the Lord. God and his kingdom are unshakable and impenetrable. But ourselves, by ourselves, and invested in this world, we are weak. With the Lord, nothing can hurt us like it used to. And this really makes me think of the parable of the two foundations, which comes from Matthew 7, 24 through 28. Therefore, everyone who hears the words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And if the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears the words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against his house. And it fell over and its collapse was great. When Jesus had finished these words, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, for he was teaching them as the one who had authority and not as their scribes. We have to build our identity in Christ on the foundations of rocks. So when times get tough, as we know they will and they always do, and the lies come, we will not fall over. You know, we will be built on an identity and in something that is unshakable, something that cannot be overcome. You know, that is the strength that is founded by Christ. That is when we 
Give him our burdens, give him our worries, give him our anxiety and exchange it for his lighter load. He's literally taking all of your burdens on and giving you something so much lighter. But he can't unless we trust him and trust in him. Something that I've been trying to work on and I haven't been too consistent on it, but you know, just I'll try to look in the mirror and say things like, I am the daughter of a king. I am beautiful because God created me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And I think just kind of changing your tone and your words to be more positive can be really helpful. Like, I think I read that somewhere in like some psychology book, but I mean, it's true. Get more positive thinking and more positive words. And of course, everything is easier said than done. I'm not saying this is easy. It's going to be uh, you know, natural switch. You know, I'm also trying to wear my hair naturally to embrace how God created me. And this is going to look differently for everyone, but focus on an insecurity and really sit and talk with God to see where it came from, to allow God to expose these lies as a lie and to reject them and to reject that whole idea and to reject the enemy's lies. Ask God to help you to build your confidence in him and not in the world. The road to Christ-centered confidence isn't easy, but will keep us standing in the long run for sure. I hope that you can all learn to love the way that God crafted and created you to be. I am wishing you all a great rest of your day and a blessed week. Bye! Well, That concludes this week's episode of Joyful Heart. Feel free to reach out with prayer requests, praise reports, requests for topics, or general questions on either Instagram or the Facebook group. These can be sent to Joyful Heart. That's J-O-Y-F-U-L-L-H-E-A-R-T-T on Instagram, as well as for the private Facebook group. I hope you all have a blessed day, and I'll catch you next week. Bye, guys!